Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2341. Today we're going to be talking with the president of a company that makes a product that's been around, it seems like forever. I've used it. I love it. I think you're going to like it too. If you don't already know about it, be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Hamilton, Ohio, with a very special guest by the name of Michael Good. Hey, Mike, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hi there, Mark. Yes, uh, let's dump the clutch and light it up. Today is really cool for me because uh, you're part of a brand that has been around forever. I've used your products. I'm really intrigued to learn more about you and the brand. But before we get into that, what's one little thing that people don't know about Michael Good? Oh, geez. I would say that um, people think I'm a car fanatic, and I am. But I would uh, trade all that to just have some more time with my kids. And uh, they're growing up too fast, and they're going to be gone. And, uh, you know, I think it's... uh, you know, as my kids have gotten older, I've realized the importance of family. And I used to chuckle uh, when people would say it goes by in a glimpse and, and it felt like it was moving at a snail's pace. And uh, that's not the case. It does go by pretty, pretty darn quick. And uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, I think uh, I don't have any secret hobbies of any kind like that. I don't know. I make the most out of life. And uh, so far, it's been a great one. Well, what's that saying? Uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and pay attention once in a while, you might miss it. And I'll tell you something, Mike. I was just interviewed a few weeks ago by a, another guest that was on my show. He interviewed me. And that's one of the things I talked about. Looking back at my career, I always took things very seriously. I was always the first guy in the office, the last guy to leave, working weekends, working nights. I think I got that from my dad who grew up on a farm where you yep. always work. And uh, I look back now and you're understanding something that is very important that I missed out. And that is spend more time with your kids. Because how, how old are your kids? Um, I have a uh, freshman at Purdue University, daughter. And then I have a son that will, she'll be a sophomore. My son will be a senior in high school. And then my youngest daughter is going into eighth grade. Well, what's that? Uh, those words from Nike, just do it. Uh, you, got, right. you, you got to, because before I knew it, I was driving my kids off to college and that was it. It was over. They never came back home, which my wife and I said, well, wait, aren't you coming back for the summer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so and my, my dad said, well, you, they're supposed to do that, Mark. They're not supposed to come back and live with you. You don't want a kid in the basement, um, you know, because that's not good for them. You might enjoy it, but uh, right, yeah. Right. Well, it's good you're recognizing it. So now your next challenge will be to just do it right? There you go. There yeah. you go. Well, I wish you the best. And it is important because I'm at a point now where we have our first grandchild. Our second one is due in about a month and a half. And uh, even for what I'm doing here is I'm starting to think, how can I take some breaks from this more and spend more time with those grandchildren and with my children? Uh, had my son and his wife over for dinner last night. So uh, there you go. You just got to do it. Yeah. And grand grandkids are even better. You get to give them back after you wind them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's that is a cool deal. It's like driving somebody else's car. <laughs> Here you go. You can have it back. <laughs> Sorry about the brakes. They're gone now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's talk about what you're doing. Michael Good, his friends call him Mike, is the president of Dynamat. Yes, you listeners know about Dynamat. The company markets acoustic environmental solutions for a broad range of industries, including automotive and home acoustics. The brand is represented in over 30 countries and have founded over 3,000 storefronts in the U.S. alone. In the automotive world, the Dynamat brand is recognized as quality products for solutions for unwanted noises and vibrations. I can tell you it works. Michael has more than 25 years of experience in sales, marketing, operations, and process management. He serves on a number of nonprofit boards, including several in the automotive industry. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love. They keep the fuel in the tanks and the dynamite in the doors, I should say. But first a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up. But my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collector's Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collector's Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Mike, we're back. So I want to start by talking a little bit about you and how you got involved with Dynamat because you and I had a wonderful pre-show chat about our the similarities of our roles in marketing and advertising and trying to build brands. But Dynamat is a brand that's been around for a long time. So to come in and, and you started there at what year? 
Um, I started here in 2020, right when the world was in a tailspin. Oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a, one of these brands that's been around. You can't just rest on your laurels. So let's start with that. How did you get involved with Dynamat? Sure, sure. No, great question. So the founder of Dynamat, really, I, I think one of the, the key founders of the of the whole sound deadening playground uh, is a gentleman named Scott Whitaker. And I've had the good fortune of knowing Scott all of my life, just through families and, and relationships. And uh, Scott and I had stayed in touch over the years. And I would see him at SEMA and at other uh, car events. And, and he would bring some of his cars over to some ev- car events that I would host in Indianapolis. And long story short, uh, he reached out to me in 2020, was transitioning out and said, Mike, you know the industry, you know my business, uh, you're a fan, you're a user of Dynamat, and I'd like you to consider it. And long story short, I took over in July of 2020 and haven't looked back ever since. And um, it's truly been a privilege and a blessing to be able to you know, work for this brand, for sure. Oh, very cool. So how or what is your relationship with cars and the car culture? Sure. No. So it, it started, I guess, at birth, as my <laughs> mom would say. Um, my father worked for General Motors for about 30 years, and I grew up around the car and automotive industry. And uh, my, my mom would say that I came out of the womb with a, a, a matchbox. Vroom, vroom. Uh, yeah, a hot, a hot wheel in my hand, so <laughs> yeah. to speak. And um, I've just been around it my whole life. Uh, did not always have the ability to work in the industry or early on in my career, but I was always trying to navigate to where I would get there at some point. And and um, as my career progressed, um, I stayed heavily involved in, in the automotive industry through various different non-for-profits and organizations and, and sit on a, a number of boards. Uh, one that most people would know of is the, the Cars and Coffee. Um, Indianapolis, being the racing capital of the world, has a significant uh, Cars and Coffee presence. And, uh, and I'm on the board of the Indianapolis Cars and Coffee, along with uh, some others that we can talk about later if you want. But then as the career migrated I uh, worked for a big automotive uh, distributor uh, prior to joining Dynamat and was just have been around it uh, forever. And um, I eat, sleep and breathe the cars when I'm not hanging with my family. And uh, it's been a blessing. And I think it's something that has, I, I think the automobile is, is more than just transportation. I think it's something that unites uh, people. Um, it's something that everyone relies on. Um, so we all have a common interest in it. Uh, people always take different appreciations for it. Some people do it as a, something to get me from A to B, but others look at it so much more than that. And that's where I would fall, I think, on that farther opposite end of the spectrum. I think it's just been a really neat playground for all different types of people to come together and share this common interest around around a material, around a vehicle, if you will. And, and I just think it's been a blessing. Oh, most definitely. You know, Dynamat has really kind of, be, well, kind of, it's become a verb in the industry. I mean, you think about Kleenex or anything else, people hear that word in the car world and they know about it. I mentioned at the beginning, I have used the product. I've used it in several vehicles that I've had. I love it. It's so easy. It's one of those things that if you're not super technical, say you can't build an engine or a tranny, uh, this is something you can do yourself. And it's kind of fun. It's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together a a little bit. But I wanted to know, in your words, what sets Dynamat apart from any competition, if there is any competition? I know that your products are made in the USA. Hooray. I love that. Quality, rigorous testing, and more. But tell me a little bit about what sets it apart. And also the fact that it's not just about vehicles. Also, you incorporate your brand into other things around the home, the office. 
We do. We do. So at the 50,000 foot view, as I say, Dynamet does two things. We remove unwanted noise from a given environment or we help with temperature management. So that's controlling heat or air issues. And I think for Dynamat specifically, getting back to how it became the verb, I take zero credit for that. That was all Scott Whitaker and the, and the previous leadership. They did a phenomenal job of really building the brand of this company and making it a mainstay. And now to this day, um, people will say, I had my car dynamated and they'll do it <laughs> even if they're using some of our com uh, competitors. Uh, and, and I would say from a competitive standpoint, there are worthy competitors out there and we respect them. We take them seriously. You'll never hear anyone from our company uh, bad mouthing the competition. I think competition is good for the consumer. Um, I think it challenges all of us to really up our game. And, you know, I think where we are today with Dynamat specifically and why we have been able to maintain a market share leadership position for such a long period of time is the balance. Uh, we have really honed in on figuring out that balance between ease of use, longevity, the adhesion, and being made in the USA. I mean, when you couple all of these different elements together, it, it really has been a profound impact. And, you know, we are in actually, I think you said uh, 30 countries. We're actually in over 50 countries. Oh, my goodness. Wow. The data that uh, we receive back from our international distributors, the number one competitive differentiator for us outside of the United States is that our product is made inside the United States. And that is a very uh, telling element that we take great pride in that we are USA made. And uh, we actually manufacture the majority of our products right here in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at our headquarters. Uh, happy. Happy to hear that. Now, I know you have some new products you recently released. Uh, one of them is Dynamat Extreme and Dynacore. What are these? Sure, sure. So Dynamat Extreme is the same product we've had out. It's it's our DNA. It's it's the product we've had in the number of for a number of decades. All we did with that product was change the look of it. The same exact ingredients are made below the surface, if you will. It's a butyl product um, with a release liner and a four mil aluminum. Uh, that's over top of that. And that aluminum, we just changed the look of that. It used to be a shiny black with a chrome uh, Dynamat logo on it that was repeated throughout. I spent all of 2020 and, and 21 and, and well, I, I do it every year, but out talking to our customers all around the world and ask them, what do you like about our products? What don't you like about our products? What do you want to see us start to innovate? And one of the things that I got feedback on was Mike, we'd love it if the product looked different and was more contemporary looking and had maybe a grid line to help us with cutting. And oh, okay. the logo was not so flashy and shiny. And we had people say, I would drop a razor blade when I was cutting. And if the razor blade landed on the Chrome Dynamat logo, I couldn't I never find it. <laughs> and things that, you know, I just, even though I've installed it a thousand times, I didn't have that particular issue, so it didn't hit my radar. So we took the voice of that customer and we bring that into our product development initiatives. And one of the changes, uh, April 1st of this year, we rolled out a new look of Dynamat. So it's the same old school, amazing ingredient, you know, for heat dissipation and sound management. Um, it just has a different look to it. That's the Dynamat Extreme. On the Dynacore, this is a brand new product that we also launched on April 1st. Uh, this is a new, it's a it's a black fiber-based core product that comes in both half-inch and one-inch thicknesses. And that is really used to grab airborne noise. It's, it's great for engine bays and trucks and machineries and even home appliances. We have medical equipment it's being used in. Um, it does a variety of different things uh, from that heat resistant, UV resistant, 
won't break down with moisture uh, or become brittle like certain foams would. So we're really excited about that product. Yes, and it has a lot of different uses. And, and you had mentioned earlier the different arenas that we play in. And I'll be quick to point this out, but Dynamat was founded in that car audio automotive restoration playground, and that'll always be part of our DNA. That's a huge focus on our innovation and our new product development initiatives. But there are other industries that we are moving into aggressively, uh, the marine industry, the RV industry, OEM presence working with manufacturers. And then there's the home line. You know, COVID happened and everyone started doing Zoom calls from home, yet they still had dogs barking and (laughs) doors, vacuum cleaners and dishwashers. And, you know, we saw a huge resurgence in our our home products and we've continued to expand that home uh, that home product line. So we're really excited about all these different initiatives. So yes, we make cars better. We make your car a better car, but now we're making your home, your boat, and your RV better as well. This is so cool. I love it. You know, one of the things that is coming down faster than anything I've seen in the automotive industry is electric vehicles. And one may say, well, wait a minute, electric vehicles don't make any sound. So what's going to happen to Dynamat? But you guys have a different impression on this, right? Uh, we do, actually. And all the data that I've seen, were the, were the we were the company with the first custom kit launched for the EV market. Uh, we started getting a number of tech calls uh, from uh, various EV car owners. I, I won't list out any brands specifically, but uh, they ran the gamut on those that were available. So we brought in some EV cars. Uh, we did some decibel testing on them and road testing on them. And coincidentally, uh, what we had found, uh, my daily driver a couple of years back was a Audi A4 two-liter turbo. I had a just a long commute, and it was a great car from an economy standpoint. And we did the, the decibel testing on that compared to, in this case, that was a Tesla 3. And they both, they were running around the same decibels. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> and you, would, you would have thought that Tesla would have been dramatically quieter. Right, yeah. And I think with EV cars, what people... Because there's no exhaust and there's no RPM gauge that's bouncing and you're not running through the gears, so to speak, because it's an autonomous one gear, it's the road noise. So you're getting cabin noise and you're getting road noise. And in some builds we've seen, you're getting the inefficiencies of that build quality compared to, say, a high-end Mercedes or Lexus or uh, something like that. So we were able to roll out uh, some custom kits for EV cars. And we have been able to have the data has shown that, you know, we're lowering those decibels dramatically uh, to the human ear for sure. Nice. I love it. Well, it kind of makes sense. And a lot of times it's those tires that make noises. We all have driven different brand tires. And, Correct. you know, I've always been a big fan of Michelin over the years. And sometimes I've had cars, different tires put on cars, maybe cheaper car tires. And you go, what happened? <laughs> you know, yep, the tires loud. do make a big difference for sure. And there are some brands out there that are really good at making a, a quiet a quiet tire that still performs well in all the elements. Sure, exactly. Now, we like to talk a little bit about trajectory into the future. I know there's you know trade secrets and business secrets that you can't give away, but looking ahead, what do we see happening at Dynamite? Dynamite. Uh, I keep calling you <laughs> Dynamite because I think you guys are Dynamite, to quote an old 60s TV show, but Dynamat, sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's okay. Every time I'm standing at a counter spelling the name, the person writes down dynamite. So, yeah, of it's, course, uh, you know, I think it's continuing to evolve. If you think about the industry as a whole, uh, you and I are both old enough to remember a time when noise canceling headphones did not exist. Now, there's, you know, thousands of different brands of noise canceling headphones. That's an example that the world has really become less tolerant for unwanted noise. 
um, in any environment. Obviously, we're really focused on the automobile, but I think when you think about our industry removing what I said earlier, uh, unwanted noise from any given environment, that really gives you an unlimited playground to go out and really drive impact that is aligning to unmet needs that are out there in the marketplace. And so, you know, Dynamat was really a company founded on innovation and we are heavily focused on innovation right now with, I would say, product development is the number one area where we are investing and focused right now as an organization across all various different industries from car audio all the way to the other opposite extreme of uh, working with manufacturers, um, you know, whether it's manufacturers of generators or Heck, uh, we've worked with manufacturers of garbage trucks that are trying to make those cabs quieter. And, mm, and so, yeah. you know, it really does, you're limited by your imagination of where you want to remove a temperature element or a noise element. Very cool. I love what's happening here. So need to go behind the scenes of a brand that I've known and loved for so long. I want to talk a little bit about a driving inspiration in your life. Somebody perhaps has been very influential, maybe even a mentor that helped you move along. Who would that be? Oh, geez. Um, I had the uh, privilege to give a commencement address um, many years back, and I talked about three things. And one of the things that I talked about was how important it was to find mentors uh, for these kids that were sitting out there, adults now that were graduating and getting ready to start their lives. I, I would say for me, I've always had business mentors, and I actually just recently engaged a life coach because I was curious um, and I wanted to really tap into that and see what I did not know. Um, but I, that all being said, I, I would say uh, my wife has probably been my biggest mentor along with just my faith, you know, and, and staying grounded in my faith and my church. And, you know, I, I've tried to not treat my business and my personal life as mutually exclusive. I tr try to treat them as one unit. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm tackling different obstacles within both. But um, at the end of the day, you want guidance that you can live your life by, not just run your business by. Awesome. And I love the fact that you recently engaged a coach. I mean, there's there's any time in life, it's a good time to do that if you can find a great person to give you some different approaches to things, I guess I should say. And especially as you get older, because you kind of we do kind of get tend to set in our ways and think, okay, this is working pretty good for me. It must, I must be as good as I can be and you can always improve. So uh, my hat's off to you for doing that. Challenges, of course, we all face these things and I'd love for you to share a big one in your life. But more importantly, what was the learning lesson when you look back and say, well, that wasn't much fun, but I'm glad I got to go through it. Uh, wow. I've got one that wasn't much fun that I'll bring up. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a humbling one. So I graduated high school. Um, was really not ready to get out and tackle the world. I went to college, got put on academic probation because I was just having a good time in life and not really taking it seriously. Second semester, they said, uh, Mr. Good, we appreciate your efforts, but you're no longer um, invited to come back. Uh -oh. And so I got kicked out of college. And um, so I sat out for, uh, I don't know, it was, um, I guess, nine months and was out in the real world and realized that, you know what? This is not what I. Uh, this is not how I saw my life playing out. This is not what I. I, I want for myself. And um, I actually went and visited a friend at a school in a town I had never been to. And I came home and I said, "Mom, Dad, I'm gonna apply to that college and I'm gonna go back." And I went back, ended up graduating with honors in three and a half years. And then I went back twenty years later and gave the commencement address. So, wow. You know, I I think it's uh. I, I told my children not that long ago, like our job is to prepare you 
not for when life's going great. It's for when you're hit with challenges on how you're going to overcome those and not be broken by those. And, uh, you know, that's what we try to do. Oh, wonderful story. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's just brilliant. And I think a lot of people face these things, and especially young people, and they go, oh, geez. And sometimes they end up going down an even worse hole, rabbit hole. But uh, I'm so glad that uh, I'm sure your parents had a lot to do with it, too, of kind of kicking you in the rear and going, oh, for sure. Come on, Mike. Uh, you can be better than this. And uh, lo and behold, we can. And we do make mistakes. But uh, the real reason, and that's why I asked the challenge question, is how to learn from them. And then to share with others. I would imagine there was a lot of students at that commencement uh, address that went, whoa, <laughs> I mean, wait a minute, you were a college kickout and here you stand? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think a lot of, um, you know, when you're young, you embrace your accomplishments and you kind of hang your hat on what you've accomplished up to that point in your life. As you get older, and I, I just passed the 50 mark, you look back at your life and say, how did I overcome my failures or my challenges? And, and you know, so it's just perspective. Yeah, hit hit the mile marker fifty. You're such a youngster, <laughs> at least from this side of the wall. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. Well, as if we haven't had enough fun, let's have a little bit more and talk about a special vehicle in your life. What was that ride? Um, special vehicle, man. I, I've had a bunch. My neighbors have all joked that they don't get used to seeing me in a car because I'll flip it out and sell it. <laughs> I, I most recently. I'll, I'll talk about the most recent one. Okay. I spent 16 months on the wait list for a 2021 Ford Bronco and I uh, was able to get, I was told it was the first hardtop in Indiana. This would have been in October of 21 and got that vehicle, put a bunch of uh, time into it and uh, did quite a bit of modifications to it. I uh, was thoroughly enjoying the vehicle. I loved all aspects of it. I was putting way too many miles on it. I'd put 30,000 miles on it in about 16 months, uh, killing its value. And lo and behold, my kids loved it too, by the way. It was the first vehicle we had owned since they've had driver's licenses that they could take the doors and the roof off of and just drive around town. How fun is that? My, my teenage kids thought that was amazing. But um, And then January of this year, somebody came up to me and wanted to buy it, and I told him it wasn't for sale, but um, to an earlier discussion you and I had, everything's for sale. Yeah, and the- for the right price. And uh, long story short, it was the first new car I've ever bought that I sold for a profit. So, well, uh, yeah, perfect timing with what's been happening in the car market. It's been a weird market, hasn't it? It's definitely been a weird market. And then obviously there's lots of stories from my cars in my youth. And, um, you know, I, I've, I uh, drove a car in college I paid $800 for, and it, it lasted me for about four years. And um, the quick story on that one is I took it in the engine had an issue. I took it to a, a side of the road repair shop and I said, can you give me a estimate on what it would cost to fix the car? And they called me two weeks later and said, your car's done. The bill is $2,000. And I said, uh, where, when did the estimate come into play? Yeah. I said, you guys never contacted me. And I said, you can keep the car. And I never mm-hmm. paid the bill. I took them the keys. I took the license plate off and they took ownership of the car because I wasn't going to pay it too grand for uh, making an $800 car run. Wow. But, uh, wow. Lots, well, lots of funny stories. They're yeah, not all bad. You know, my daughter was talking to me. We just visited her a few weeks ago that she would love to uh, get one of those new Ford Broncos. So you were, despite putting lots of miles and then getting the right price, you were happy with it? You liked it? I think they knocked it out of the park. Um, it was a great vehicle, um, and and I would I'll probably buy another one at some point. Um, it it they had really um, thought about everything from the ease of taking the doors off uh, to my twelve year old daughter being able to take the roof panels off, um, and then of course the technology was equivalent to any new car you can buy today, and the off road capabilities of it was pretty staggering. 
um, off the shelf, so to speak, without any modifications. It was a very uh, doable car. Cool. Well, I love these retro cars that they bring these brands back. I, although I still can't understand why Ford named that e-car the Mustang, but we won't go down that path. Yeah, let's let's agree on that one. But uh, what on a- earth was a? They were sitting around a board. They must have been drinking that night or something. I don't know, but yeah. that one was a weird one. But well, I'm a bit of a car psychologist. I'm going to crawl into your skull here. If you were manifest, reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, what would you be and why? I'd have to go with a Buick Grand National. Oh my god. Okay, you got my attention now. I'd say for two reasons. Uh, we're both American made. That's the funny one. And I think uh, to the average person, the car would be underestimated, almost a sleeper, if you will, uh, because they don't really know what lies below the surface. And, um, you know, I've, I've gone through that much of my life saying, OK, the worst thing you could do is underestimate me. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It, that fuels me. So I'll say a Buick Grand National. And it's a bucket list car for me to own someday soon. Oh, cool. OK, well, there you go. You know, I do like talk about how people give back and people in the automotive industry are really good about that. And. What I've heard during our talk here is, I mean, one of the things you do is you sit on several boards, which help give back. Is is that your form of philanthropy and how you like to, to share with others? Uh, it is. I've 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 been involved in a double-digit number of boards o- over my career and um, all non-for-profits, or the majority of those, I should say, were non-for-profits, and has always been a great experience, whether it was related to at-risk youth or to health, especially children's health. Then you get into the automotive side uh, where even a lot of those are aligned to those same elements of whether it's helping underprivileged people in a given community. You know, Indianapolis Cars and Coffee has various different uh, non-for-profits that it aligns with. There's another one called Artomobilia. It's a huge car show uh, once a year in Indianapolis that has really gained national attention as as a first-in-class car show that I was involved with for about 13 years. And we would align, um, I think one year we were aligned to a um, organization that put defibrillators in police cars. Oh, wow. You know, so there are various different ways to, to give back. And then I, I think with Dynamat uh, as a company, we obviously do a lot with the local community here in Ohio, but we also support various different cars and coffees all around the United States uh, when they reach out and contact us. We're getting ready. You're, you'll see a press release um, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we just partnered with a university uh, that is doing training, uh, skills training for automotive restoration, and Dynamat's partnering with them. Uh, to really help spur, I think, one of the bigger issues we have in the automotive industry. Um, the enthusiast side is really attracting that next generation because the cars are so automated today and arguably somewhat difficult to work on and tinker with compared to the cars that you and I were able to play with in our youth. And you know, attracting that next generation of enthusiasts to get involved in the industry is a big area as well as far as where we want to give back and uh, make sure that we're attracting that next generation. Oh, yeah. So important. So great books. I know you're a fan of great business books as I am. Are there a few you'd like to share? You know, there's there's one that I read recently that I thought was really profound. It's called How to Human uh, by a gentleman named Carlos Whitaker. And he really came to a lot of notoriety, I think, since COVID through social media. But he just has a book really about how to live your best life. And uh, I, I think it's profound regardless of what stage of life you're in or what industry you're in. Very impactful. And then there's another one uh, that has a lot of notoriety, and you've probably spoke about it before. It's Start With Why uh, by Simon Sinek. That book and Good to Great are two books that I often give away uh, to new hire employees, especially that Start With Why. I just 
I think for any individual, you know, our job as employers is to help people achieve whatever their career aspirations are in your organization. And, you know, if we understand somebody's why, when we bring them in, we can help them evolve um, within their careers with us. So I think that's really important. Yeah, I love that why. And there's a great uh, TED Talk too by Simon uh, about finding your why. And that's something that I used to do and I was hiring people or even talking with people that were creating a challenge around the offices. Tell me why you're behaving like this. I'm trying to understand. I had a a great uh, associate, we used to call our employees associates, but she just could not get to work on time. And, you know, times have changed now with the way work, flexible work schedules. But, you know, you and I come from a bit of the same generation back in the day. You show up to work on time or better yet, early. And she just couldn't do it. And I was trying to figure out what is going on with this person. And I ended up buying her. I brought her in. I said, we need to talk about this again. This needs to change. But I bought you a gift. And I had this nicely wrapped box and pushed it across the table. And she's, you know, looking at me like, oh, gosh, (laughs) opens it up and it's an alarm clock. And I said, maybe this is why you're not showing up on time. Now, I don't know if that was the answer, but you know what? She was never late another day. So, right. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's a subtle uh, way to get the message. Well, yeah, maybe not so subtle. Yeah, exactly. Right. Even my daughter right. to this day goes, Dad, I can't believe you did that. Uh, <laughs> like, well, it was a creating a problem for me. So, uh, you That's know, right. I was trying to find a solution because I, I, she did a great job. I loved having her around. So anyway, I guess it worked. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I'm a bit of the of an enabler, I should say. I'm going to park any car you would like in your driveway. Don't worry about the cost. I'll foot the bill. You can take it on a drive and you can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. So what's the ultimate drive look like for you, Mike? Does it have to be just one person? No, no. I've had people do all sorts. I think one guest said, well, I want a private jet so I can take all my friends around the world. <laughs> like, man, that's an expensive date. <laughs> I, I think uh, there's three different drives that would be interesting to go on. Okay. I would say uh, my dad would be one. He's no longer with us. That one, I'd say 57 Chevy because he, uh, he had one when he was a teenager and he always talked about that car. The next one, and that one would be purely for just you know, the emotion of that. The next one would be probably for a business. I'd love to get in a car with Roger Penske, maybe like a 67 L88 Corvette, (laughs) something that he would appreciate and just go on a drive with him and and talk how he's, uh, I I think he's done a heck of a job running a variety of slightly disconnected global businesses. You think? (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, You know, so I've always been intrigued and respected. And and I happen to live in Indianapolis where he, you know, he's the new owner of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And having been to 28 500s over my life and seeing what he has done under his recent ownership, um, really focusing on that customer experience and putting out a tremendous top-notch product while still growing all of the other elements of the of the I'll call it the Penske empire I think is just it, it'd be a fun drive and then I think the last one those two I'd be driving this last one I'd be the passenger okay and and it'd probably be in a uh, Shelby Cobra with Carol Shelby because uh-huh. I think she has some pretty cool stories and obviously never met uh, the last two gentlemen but uh, I'd love to just you know he would have been a neat guy to spend some time with. Wow. Three very cool drives. I'll tell you, you'll enjoy uh, a guest I just recently had on the show just last week. A guy by the name of Woody or John Woody Woodard. Uh, he started working at Penske Racing when there was just like a couple people working there. He was actually a mechanic, crew chief for them, uh, worked there for 
decades. And the stories that he shared on his show about what it was like working with Roger, uh, the captain, of course, as everyone calls him, and what he's done uh, were pretty intriguing. You know, he was back in the day before the Empire became what it did, but he eventually evolved into all the expansion that Roger did to working in their um, different aspects of their Indy, their IndyCar League um, and the different businesses he had, Penske Leasing and all that. So, uh, yeah, Roger Penske, said, I, I would love to get him on the show, but he just does not like to do many interviews. And so uh, I haven't been able to land him yet, but so admire what that guy has done. I, it's hard to fathom. I know. When you're, it is. When you're, it, it, <laughs> yeah. And he's he's not on the press a lot, even in Indianapolis, where he owns the Speedway. No, he uh, just, he, yeah, I've, I've talked to his secretary. Just, <laughs> you know, Mr. Penske just doesn't like to do interviews. I'm like, hey, well, maybe well, how about just to talk? <laughs> maybe maybe you just need to get him a link to this podcast, you know, hear that there's two guys out there that would love to chat no, with him. There's, I'm sure there's a lot more than two, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you've taken me on a wonderful ride, all of us on a wonderful ride today, Mike, and I wonder if you could leave us with some parting words of inspiration. Ooh, um. I'd say uh, one that I heard last year that really resonated with me. Focus more on your give than your take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something, a quick story. My grandfather and grandmother were married for over 70 years. And when my wife and I got married almost 40 years ago, I asked my grandpa, I said, what's the secret to having a, a great marriage, grandpa? And he said, oh, that's easy. Just do what your wife tells you to do. And my grandmother jabbed him in the ribs and said, don't lie to the boy, Bill. And uh, they had a good laugh. And then he got really serious. He was a really jovial guy. He was a hardworking Texas farmer. And he said, here's the secret, Mark. And it replies, or it, it goes back to what you just said. Always be willing to give more than you expect back. And if you both do that, you'll have a pretty darn good life. So yeah, I love it. Great saying. How can people learn more about Dynamat? Um, well, we're on every... Every, I think every, I shouldn't say every because there's probably social networks out there that I don't even know about. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're on all the big social networks. Um, it's usually a hashtag Dynamat Official. Um, and um, I know Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, all, all the big ones. And then I'm obviously on LinkedIn. Dynamat's on LinkedIn. And then through our website, uh, dynamat.com. And you can also reach out to me directly. My email's on there as well. Uh, don't hesitate. And, uh, I really appreciate it, Mark. You've been a great host. Well, this has been fun, and uh, we're really nice to go a little deeper into a business that I've known so much about for so long and actually use the products. They're so easy, so much fun. So uh, if you've got issues with heat, with sound, and a whole lot more, check out Dynamat. Dot com. They're easy to find. I'm sure most of you listeners have used them or at least know of them. But if you haven't used them, you need to give them a try. I want to do a shout out to our friend at Kevin at Con. Uh, the team at Con bring me so many great people. I uh, can't say enough about that company. So uh, thank you for bringing Mike to the show today. Mike, thanks for being so generous with your time and your expertise and sharing your life with our listeners today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. You got it, Mark. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You bet. And if we have Dynamat in the vehicle, we can actually hear each other talk. So <laughs> There you go. It'll make it even better. Cool. Want to hear something crazy? Veterans work on billions of dollars of vehicles, planes, and engines while deployed, but they can't touch our car until they've obtained a certification and training requirements for employment back here at home. That's crazy. Dick Forest Foundation Military Transition Fund provides scholarships and grants so our veterans can transition to great careers following their service for this great country. Support Tech Force, support Tech Force, a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, and its workforce development efforts for our veterans by donating at techforce.org today. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.